Welcome everybody back to Fire Talk. Hope your weekend is off to a good start. Uh, we're going to talk about some DH trade candidates today. Going to be talking about the overall position, breaking down a little bit of Nelly Cruz, Matt Carpenter. Um, we're recording this before Friday night's game, so Cruz does have the start in this game. Likely Carpenter comes in, replaces him like we've seen them do all year round. But both of these guys, Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, have really struggled this year. I mean, Nelson Cruz doesn't have his, enough at-bats to qualify for like a baseball savant page, but we've seen his approach. We've seen him take a lot of swing and misses on some, on some fastballs, and it, it's just been rough from him. And then Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter has been absolutely atrocious. You know, he gets a pretty decent contract, and he's first percentile in expected batting average. He is he's dead last in the MLB of qualified players in expected batting average, and it shows when he's at the plate. He's a constant guy that gets a bunch of guys on base, grounds into a double play, strikes out, whatever it is, and he has been a huge hole in our lineup. Same thing with Nelson Cruz. Basically, the best guy DHing so far for the Padres has been Gary Sanchez. And Gary Sanchez can't really be the DH because he needs to be the full-time catcher because Nola is that bad. So when you look at where the Padres can improve, DH is I think DH is the number one spot. I think people say center field, first base, if you look at the offensive outputs there. But the difference is that Trent Grisham is a plus center fielder and is still going to put up a decent amount of war. You need a good bat at, at your DH spot. And the Padres do not have that right now. They have maybe their worst bat at the DH spot. So it is it is really ugly in that regard. Now, the good thing is a DH bat is probably the second easiest thing in terms of like how much it would cost to add at the deadline just because – you're picking up a bat, rental bat for a year, most likely, and that's kind of like a reliever, right? You don't you don't see crazy prospect capital going to that. However, the issue is there are not a lot of guys that are available in that DH position. But before we get into those guys, Chase Isaac, what are your overall thoughts, you know, early June, mid-June right now of Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter as that DH platoon? Because this was one of the spots where it's like one of them needs to pan out. And so far, it has been neither of them, and it has been a really, really rough spot for the Padres. They suck. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't really know how else to put it. I mean, you brought up Matt Carpenter's expected batting average. Right now, it's 177. His, uh, his expected slugging percentage, it's lower than it's – his expected slugging percentage is like 345. And even in his worst years with the Cardinals – it was still in the 400s. So that's probably the most discouraging sign, in my opinion, is that your DH is putting up worse numbers than he's ever been by over 50 points. Um, right now, he's got over a 30% K percentage. He's just not a good player, honestly. I, it seems like pitchers are starting to find out that all you got to do is throw him some off speeds down and in, and he's not going to make contact. And he's been really struggling in that department. Um, as far as Nelson Cruz goes, you punt fastballs to him and he's not going to hit the ball. It's, it's, it's really disappointing what we've seen out of the DH spot. And I think like all these, all those Padres fans were a little hopeful because we had heard that, uh, Oh, Matt Carpenter did, you know, change his swing and, and he's gotten really good results from it. Nelson Cruz got eye surgery. Yeah. We'll be fine in that DH spot. All they got to do is hit a combined like 40 home runs and we'll be okay. I don't know what they're on pace for right now, but I don't know. Damn sure it's not 40. Uh, it's probably like closer to 20. And from our DH spot where, you know, there's not there's only two options. It's really just them. Like Matt said, Gary Sanchez can't be put in that spot because he's got a catch for for Austin Ola, who 
shoot, if you have Cruz slash Cruz slash uh, Carpenter and Nola in your lineup, now you're suddenly hitting with seven guys because those are six guaranteed outs if they're given three at bats each. They're both those spots are both not filled. They're filled by black holes. So um, absolutely going out and getting a DH is going to be huge for the Padres because you, you can't keep rolling these guys out. Um, it feels like a lot of the time these are the guys that are coming up with runners to score in position, and they're not. They're, it seems like they're not even putting the ball in play. Like Matt said, uh, Nelson Cruz isn't qualified for a baseball savant page like an official one, but um, I'd assume his K percentage is super high. I'd assume it's one of the lowest, one of the highest in the league. Same with Matt Carpenter, who's in the seventh percentile. Um, so getting a DH is going to be huge for the Padres, and I think a lot of people are going to be talking like bigger names we're not going to talk about bigger names because there aren't really bigger names out there but it's important to remember that guy with a 730 or 740 ops that we trade for is already a significant upgrade that's like a whole 80 points higher than nelson cruz and matt carpenter so um yeah we're, we're gonna have to look at cheaper options because we might need to splurge on a different position and like matt said it's pretty easy to guess so we're, we got to make a change sooner rather than later yeah um i'm just gonna bring this question up because i think i have an answer that i like if you had to choose one of them to be successful which one would you rather have be successful in the latter half of the season cruz or carpenter and i say carpenter just because when we were looking on the market to any trade candidates for a potential left-handed dh there was like maybe one option and that one option was basically just as bad as carpenter sprinkled with some sugar on top and a little bit sweeter. That's, that's basically it. And the rest of the options are like, okay, well, yeah, he's a left-handed bat, but he might as well just play the outfield and then move one of our guys from the outfield to DH. That was like the, the only other options that were there for left-handed DHs. So I was like, if we had to choose between carpenter and Cruz and hope one of them is successful. I really hope it's Carpenter just because we really need that left-handed bat because the market for left-handed bats that are potential DHs, there's not a lot. I can count on maybe half my hand. So, yeah, uh, other than that, Carpenter and Cruz have been awful. Oh, my God. I, I didn't think we could have a worse hitter than Grisham, but they're making an argument for it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely true. And if you look at, like, kind of who's available, it, it's not pretty. I mean, Carpenter's been bad. I, I hope Carpenter would pan out, not only from just, like, the playing standpoint and, like, the lefty aspect, but his contract. I mean, they're going to have to hold on to him for next year, too. And either they're going to dump his deal and they're going to have to eat all this money or they're going to just keep him. Yeah, I see Chase is losing his mind over there. I, I, I don't blame him. Um, I mean, that was a bad contract. That was a really bad contract. And I'm going to do I'm gonna do a little short on it uh, later just to kind of explain, like, yeah, this is this atrocious, and this is how stupid of a deal this was because it really is that bad. Um, but in terms of actual, like, potential DHs to trade, you could look at the A's, you know, Seth Brown's there, um, Brent Rooker, who is former Padre. You could look at the Nationals or – not the Nationals. Where's Josh Bell? He's not on the Nationals anymore. Where is he? We just played him. He's on the Guardians. If the Guardians continue to struggle, um, Josh Bell, that's another guy that has been here. That doesn't really seem that likely. You kind of start looking through the list. 
it's a little bit hard to tell because we don't know who's going to be a seller. Um, I think the Chicago teams are two teams that you would definitely be like, yeah, they're probably going to sell. So the biggest name that's available DH wise is got to be Eloy Jimenez. He makes pretty good money. He's having a little bit of a down year, but he's still a good offensive player. Big swing miss, but I'm going to hit a ton of home runs. I'm going to absolutely destroy the baseball. I actually like his bat a lot. Now he's a righty, so you kind of be losing a lefty if you don't have Carpenter anymore. And then you'd also be paying Carpenter, what, six mil. (laughs) Carpenter, six mil. Cruz, one mil. And Eloy, 16. Obviously, you're not paying him the whole deal because, you know, he's not playing on your team the full season. But that looks rough. And then going into next year, you're going to be, what, paying your DH $22 million? Like, that's terrible. So maybe it's some type of carp swap for him where they just kind of eat carp and we give them prospect capital. I could see something like that um, because they're most likely going to sell. The other guy, Joey Manessis, um, I feel like he's a he's a guy that they could potentially go after. It's also not a given that they would go after him. So, like, and it's not like these guys have been, like, really great this year or anything like that. Um, Mid-700 OPSs. Uh, but Eloy has a better track record, I'd say. And he's only 26 years old, has a couple years of control, has um, some team control after. So he has, he has control for the next two years, and then he has a team option in those two years after that. So you would get to decide if you'd want to keep him. You can move him to outfield if you really want to, though it's probably better to keep him as a DH. But, I mean, who else are you guys kind of looking at? And is that kind of the market that you're seeing right now? Because it's, it's not a big market, but the thing is, like, Brandon Drury wasn't really a talked about name either last year. And they end up bringing him in to basically fill that same role. So there's going to be other players that emerge. But as of right now, Jimenez and, and Manessis are probably the two most likely names, I would feel like. Yeah, I mean, I like Manessis. I mean, he's not the best. He only has like a 730 OPS. But like I said, we can't really look at expensive options or high-end options because the high-end options are either under contract for too long or they're too expensive or we don't have the prospect capital for it. So it seems like the Padres are going to have to go for like a Joey Manessis type thing. Heimer Candelario. Um, I mean, those, those are the two guys off the top of my head, both from the Nationals. Uh, of course, other trade candidates, there's Cody Bellinger, there's um, Jock Peterson. It just doesn't really feel like these guys are very likely. Cody Bellinger, I could see definitely being traded, but it seems like a lot of teams are going to be in the market for him. Uh, Jock Peterson, what are the odds the Giants not only – don't trade to the Padres, but it seems like they're going to be contenders up until the trade deadline at at least. And it's going to be important for the Padres to be able to at least, you know, take three from them to try and take them out. It was the same thing with the guardians. The pod, that's why I wanted to sweep them so bad because we needed to try and, and get them lower in their standings. uh, So that way the Padres can go make a move with the guardians. They've made a bunch of move with the moves with the guardians. So it doesn't seem like it's out of the realm of possibilities that, Hey, you know, I don't know how often this happens, but I'd like to bring Josh Bell back. I know he's not having the best season, but I have a lot more confidence in Josh Bell being able to put up decent numbers in the back half of the season than I do in uh, in uh, Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter. Um, so I don't know if the Padres are really in a position to say, hey, you know, let's go after this guy that's already having a good season. It might have to be let's buy low on a guy and hope that he can bounce back with us. And though that doesn't really happen to be the case with the Padres almost ever, it's a it's a gamble you might have to take. Um, obviously, there's Brent Rooker who's having himself a really good season, kind of cooled off since April. But I I wish we still had him, and it's unfortunate that um, he's already been a Padre. Because like I said, how often does a guy leave a team and get traded back to that team? It doesn't really happen that often. 
Um, so I don't know that there's hope. We got to hope a bunch of teams start losing because the Padres need to be in a position where they're they're above 500 and they can look at teams like the White Sox, the Cubs. I don't think the Cardinals are really going to be sellers, but um, the I mean, I don't really know. The Tigers don't really have anyone. The Royals don't really have anyone. So it's going to have to be either you buy a guy that's having an okay season and you hope he keeps those okay numbers, or you go after a guy that has put up good numbers in the past, isn't putting up good numbers now, but you think has a chance to bounce back with you. And if I were to pick, I would definitely say Josh Bell, but they're only two and a half games back of their division in their division. The money's, yeah, exactly. He got a good paycheck and I don't know what the partners are going to do, but you can't keep rolling Cruz and Carpenter out there because like I said, they come up too often with guys in, in scoring position. And if they were to at least put the ball in play, I wouldn't mind. But it seems like they're striking out a, a whole lot. And they're not the kind of guy where you say, hey, a lot of strikeouts in a trade-off for a lot of power. Right now, it's a lot of strikeouts with no trade-off. And we can't we can't keep doing that. Yeah, I agree. Um, we never should have got rid of Brent Rooker. I mean, it's kind of happens often where a guy leaves the Padres and finds success because we didn't have any form of patience with him or let him develop in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how long Preller's going to allow this to happen and how long, you know, ownership's going to keep seeing these little instances and be like, yeah, you know what, Preller, um, maybe you're not so good at development. Maybe we might need to rethink, you know, your standing with the team. Like, it's starting to get to a point where, hey, you know what? There's been a couple too many bad contracts. We've had one season above 500. We you keep trading away talent and they keep finding success somewhere else because they weren't given a real shot here. We haven't developed any players really because Fernando's a superstar. And you, if you want to say we developed him, yeah, sure. But I think any other team could have developed and the kid's just magical at baseball. So um, outside of that... Um, yeah, the DH spot is very, very barren. Uh, there's not a lot of options. Joey Manessis and Brent Rooker are probably the best ones. Uh, unless you want to go the route like we were mentioning earlier, you know, hey, yeah, there's Cody Bellinger, but he's going to be more of a hot commodity. And do you really want to waste him at DH? You probably throw him in center and then move some of the outfielders around and then have a DH from, like, can't really throw Grisham at DH. Seth Brown's all right. I mean, the A's are definitely going to be selling, but – do you buy that low of a guy and say that's an upgrade? I guess it depends on what his the A's asking price is, but there's just got to be a better route somewhere. And hopefully, you know, come the trade deadline, there's a couple of guys that are hot and figure out their stuff so that we can go and trade for them. And hopefully, you know, some of the teams that, you know, are on the border with us end up being sellers so that there are more options. Because right now, from the people that are for sure sellers, there's nothing out there. Yeah, always got to love a AJ Peller uh, rant about bad contracts and bad trades and no development. But yeah, Chase, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like, there's not that much. I, I think Joy Manessis is probably, at least right now, is clearly the best, the best option because one, he's cheap. You look at Josh Bell, he makes like 16 million. I think Eloy makes 16 million. Like, a bunch of these guys make 16 mil or make over $10 million. And the Potters aren't really in a spot to be able to like pick someone up to that makes that much money. Joey Manessis, he's already 31 years old. He has control for the next is this year, and then he has three more years of control. 
So he's cheap, which you might be like, oh, well, that's going to be make him a lot more expensive. He's not exactly the type of player that a lot of teams are going to covet because he doesn't really slug. He has two home runs so far this year and 260 at-bats, but he hits around 300. That's the Padres' biggest issue is they leave guys on base and they have these black holes where no one can no one can make contact, dude. Like, how many times do we see a guy – all we need is a, a, a sacrifice, a sack fly, and a guy can't do it. I mean, last night we got two runs off Brandon Dixon hitting a super soft ground ball. When was the last time it felt like we had one of those? Like, it's been a minute. So, I, I really like the idea of bringing Joey Manessis because he's not going to cost, like, anything. He, he doesn't really have a place in the Nationals' future, if we're being real. But he can still provide a lot of value to the Padres, and he can be their DH. He can play at first once in a while and kind of do what Matt Carpenter's doing. But he's instead of being, you know, first percentile in batting average, he's a guy that's going to hit like 300. I don't care if he doesn't hit for power. I really don't care if he doesn't hit for power because we've seen these teams struggling so bad. So I, I'm all in on Joey Manessis at this point for DH. I don't think it would cost almost anything to trade for him. Um, and I think he's a guy that the Nationals would definitely be willing to give up. Um, definitely other names there. And if there's anyone that we forgot, please let us know as well. But Chase Isaac, any, any last words uh, in regard to who we should trade for DH? Do you guys think, okay, real quick, do you guys think Manessis is the best option right now? I think, Isaac, I think you said that too. Yeah, okay, so then we're all on board with that. I mean, I don't think it's like some some stellar move, but like it's going to improve the team. It's definitely going to improve the team if you end up picking him up. So I like the idea. Let us know what you think, though, in the comments. And if there's other guys that you think the Potters should go after, make sure to let us know about those guys as well. Um, I'm sure we're going to do other trade deadline videos, stuff like that. We'll be doing some draft draft videos as well. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's going to do it. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Have a good night.